Hi, welcome to episode 572 of the Fantastic Forecast. I'm Dave Elliott. Take out your oils and lotions. We're about to begin. In every episode of the Fantastic Forecast, I'll be talking about a different issue of the Fantastic Four, starting with issue 1 and going all the way to issue 645. Today, it's Fantastic Four 572 from December 2009. Solve Everything. Conclusion by Jonathan Hickman and Dale Eaglesham. And our story picks up at the headquarters of the Intergalactic Council of Reed Richards's under the attack from the Celestials of Earth 4280. And these aren't those wimpy Celestials from Earth 4279. These Celestials don't mess around, they mean business. And this one Reed with an oversized brain causing his head to swell, well, swell up normally, literally swell up, says the Celestials want the Council as a staging area for their conquest. It appears that he's using his mind powers for something. Oops, they blew his head off! Ah, my favorite sound effect. I don't think I've ever used that for someone's head exploding before. The Celestials have ripped the roof off the place, and one of them says, This place leads to all others. We would have it all. Kneel and gain favor, forgiveness. It doesn't seem that any of the reeds are inclined to obey, not showing the requisite worshipfulness to gain favor, forgiveness. The Celestials zap another couple of reeds to death, including the bald one with a long beard. Ugh, he was my favorite. The other one was uh, that he killed was the one with the white suit. Both of them had infinity gauntlets, which must be just for show because they don't seem to be doing any good. The last reed with an infinity gauntlet tells everyone to find cover, but some of the but some of the reeds start fighting back. One of the reeds has superpowers, you know, like other than stretching. He's flying and shooting blasts from his hands, and he's got what looks like the star brand symbol on his chest. You know, from the old new universe of the 1980s. Which is now kind of an old universe. So that's kind of cool. So the fight goes on and on. More reeds are killed. The reed with the infinity gauntlet goes to this other reed with a purple hood and, ro and robe on and tells him that he needs to go to his own universe so he can use the infinity gauntlet, which only works in the universe it came from. Robed reed pulls open his robe and there's a star field on his chest like it's a portal to that other universe. Infinity Gauntlet Reed sticks his hand in his chest, giving him access to his own universe, allowing him to use the gauntlet, but killing that Reed in the robe in the process. It appears he uses the gauntlet to destroy several of the Celestials, and then he orders the Reeds to go back to their own universes and bring back something that can defeat the giant killer Celestials. With the hooded Reed dead, I don't think that other Reed can use his Infinity Gauntlet anymore. So our Reed, Reed Prime I call him, runs out of the building with a big purple and yellow celestial chasing right behind, knocking down the columns of the entrance to the headquarters. Not a lover of classic Greek architecture, I assume. Reed gets to the teleportation device just as the celestial reaches down to grab him. Reed turns it on and he's teleported back to his own world, along with the celestial's big severed hand. So back in Reed's lab, Five minutes earlier, Franklin and Valeria are packing for a trip. Franklin's got comics, he's got juice boxes, 
and he's got some snacks. Which is exactly the kind of bag I pack when I fly. Valeria has some, uh, a little metal device, which she calls her insurance. I call it Chekhov's little metal device. So they put on their backpacks and they scurry off. Meanwhile, Johnny and Ben are in the fantastic car. So far, Eagle Sham still going with the flying bathtub the version. They're saying goodbye to uh, Sue because they're taking off and going to New World for that vacation mentioned last issue. I thought Johnny was just joking, but no, they're really going on a all-expenses-paid vacation to New World, and I assume that Ben also has his oils and lotions that Johnny mentioned. Does Ben sunburn? He probably doesn't, but he's probably still gonna ask Johnny to uh, rub some of that suntan lotion on him. They're going to New World, which is just like Earth, only filled with people from the future. Back with Franklin and Valeria, they're sitting on this flying horse-shaped apparatus, and Franklin shoots a wire at the Fantastic Car. It sticks to it, and they end up getting dragged through the air by the Fantastic Car on their flying horse-shaped apparatus. They plan a stowaway on the trip to New World. Sue goes over to Reed's office, the one with the equations all over the walls, and she speaks to Reed through the intercom, and she apologizes for pressuring him and tells him to take as long as he needs to, you know, solve everything. Reed is busy gathering up a bunch of stuff, and he doesn't respond to her. A sign on the door says, Deep in thought, keep out. Sue says, I'll be here waiting when you're done. By the way, whatever happened to that little charity group that Sue had, had with a Wasp and She-Hulk? Mark Millar sounded like he was making a big deal out of it, but nothing became of it. I think maybe they just went out, got their hair done, and decided that was more fun than charity work. Back in the dimension with uh, the Reed Council, Reed Prime returns with his weapons, such as the Universal Entropy Gun, weapons that are very effective against the Celestials who start to retreat. They turn their attention to the wounded Reeds, such as Starbrand Reed, and they all thank Reed Prime for his help, and says they're going to hunt down those other Celestials. One of the other Reeds says he's glad they didn't lose the Council that is all he has in the world. That's all he has in the universe. This prompts a conversation where Reed Prime learns that none of the other Reeds have families. They've all given up everything they have to take part in solving everything. When Reed says that the work will consume Reed Prime, Sue will run out of patience, Johnny and Ben will get angry and move on, and the children will resent him for never being around. And all Reed will have left is this. The other Reeds. So of course, Reed Prime doesn't like this at all. He says he can't do this. He turns to leave, but another Reed yells out, You'll be back! And that takes us to a flashback. We're reminded that Reed had an absentee, absentee father himself. Teenage Reed is working on a car. It's not, I wouldn't expect a teenage Reed to be working on a car, maybe Johnny, but not Reed. And his father is telling him goodbye, and he's not sure when he's coming back. Young Reed asks what if he wants to talk to his dad, and his dad says that he's given Reed plenty of advice already over the years, basically saying, you know, we've talked enough already. And he says that Reed is now a man capable of making his own decisions. Back in 2009, Reed is in his office again, 
lost in thought. He remembers, back in that flashback, Reed's dad says he doesn't have the character to be, to be good and great at the same time, but Reed does. He says he wants Reed to be a better friend than he was, a better husband than he was, a better, a better father, and a better man. The door to Reed's office opens, and Sue is standing there waiting. Well, actually, she's just kind of like sitting there on the floor. Just like she said, she said she'd be waiting, and there she is. Actually, she's kind of like down on her knees, and Reed has this grin on his face. I think she's about to blow him. Totally, she's going to blow him. They got the apartment to themselves. When the family's away, the Richards will play. And that is the end of Solve Everything, which I thought was going to be longer. I'm pretty sure that these other reads come back into play later on. And I hope that Idea 101 isn't totally abandoned again. This has been an interesting start. I kind of like the storytelling with team books where sometimes you kind of give one member of the team a solo story. And that's what these three issues have been. A Reed story, complete with flashbacks and everything. Which I do like seeing more of Reed's uh, past and his dad. We've never really seen that before. And I do like that they've picked up some of the threads left behind by Dwayne McDuffie. And I really love the artwork of Dale Eaglesham. Oh yes, time for my favorite part of the show. It's poetry time. Today's poem comes from Percy Bysshe Shelley. He's like, you know, dead. Saturn and love, their long repose, shall burst more bright and good than all who fell, than one who rose, than many unsubdued, not gold, not blood, their altar dowers, but votive tears and symbol flowers. Oh, cease! Must hate and death return? Cease! Must men kill and die? Cease! Drain not to his dregs the urn of bitter prophecy? The world is weary of the past. Oh, might it die or rest at last? That comes from a poem called A New World. And speaking of New World, in the next issue, Johnny and Ben, along with stowaways Valeria and Franklin, take a vacation on Crazy New World. But it ain't much of a vacation because those crazy people from the future... New World was supposed to be so nice, but they screwed it up, just like they screwed up the future. And that's all for now. If you have any questions about the Fantastic Four, about this podcast, or if you need relationship advice, you can email me at podcastff at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter, Dave Elliott at PodcastFF, and you can download other episodes at iTunes, or find them all at www.podcastff.podbean.com. So long, kids. This podcast is over. One dream, the will to fight, and all they could do was laugh. This time, you got it right, and no one can take it back. They tried.